Hello, welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. How's it going this week? Uh, today we are going to talk about the John Landis movie Trading Places. Trading Places. Nope, not that. Okay, so go ahead. Um, well, I I enjoy this movie a lot. Um, I've been watching another one of these movies I've been watching since I was a child. Um, you know what? I have remember seeing it on TV and always walking away from it. So what was your first impression of it? Um, it was racist, as can be. Uh, uh, I, I know which part you're talking of. Because <laughs> Lisa watched it with me, and I go, oh, that's why you don't see that on TV anymore. Yeah, yeah. But um, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But it's uh, a Christmas movie. So I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. It's kind of like a Thanksgiving, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, because they brought up Thanksgiving halfway in the movie, and then like, at the end. In the end, he's. Dan Aykroyd, Santa. Santa. Uh, Jimmy, do you have a the description of the movie? Uh, the fun begins with the rich and greedy Duke brothers. Uh, by the way, they're my favorite of the entire thing. Okay. Uh, wager bet over whether a born loser Valentine Eddie Murphy could become successful as the priggish Winthrop yes. if circumstances were reversed. It's got four and a half stars out of five stars. That's pretty good. Um, I give it four stars. Four stars. Actually, no, I give it like a solid five. Solid five? Yeah. I, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't love the movie. But there's parts of it that I really like. They're and other great. Parts, yeah, you know what? I think maybe the... I mean, this is Eddie Murphy in between Delirious and Raw. Eddie Murphy was hilarious because in the beginning he's like the homeless guy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that you want to step up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they had it some moments. It was a... The overture of the marriage of... Figaro, mm-hmm. as like the main like intro song, yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is super fancy right now because it's like you know playing Mozart in the beginning, but the music was a bit over the top with like the with the fanciness with the classical music because it carried throughout the whole movie. Yeah, but I think as a child, I think that's what drove me away from it because like every time you it would be on, you would always hear that classical music trying to show off that extra rich See, I vibe. grew up listening to a lot of classical music believe it or not um, my grandma that's always my grandma listened to uh-huh. that and Buddy Holly okay and so we were in the car with my grandma she had that we used to call it pretty music because we were like three or like three oh or yeah, four. yeah yeah and we used to listen to it all the time um, on the on the station that I don't even know if it exists anymore the old classical station they used to like they used to have out oh, here it's, yeah, yeah it's, still, it's still on because I, I listen to it now my dad actually is a huge fan of opera Mm-hmm. And so he used to play operas all the time. He used to get to my nerves. But now, like, I kind of, like, crave that music as an adult. So the movie was came out in 83. So this movie came out before Ghostbusters. 
right before Ghostbusters and even before um, Coming to America. Wow. Okay. Okay. Also, John Landis coming to America. Really? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of John Landis, as I was like doing research about I this, I know what you're gonna bring up. The murders. Okay. The murders. He made. He he murdered two children: a six-year-old and a seven-year-old boy and girl, and a leading actor. I don't know if he was a leading actor or not. Okay, so the leading actor is, is Vic, Vic Murrow. Vic Murrow. Did it in the Twilight Zone, the Twilight Zone movie. I can tell you right now, I, I, I know I've seen the Twilight Zone movie. I just don't remember any of it, except for the Ape on the Wing. Well, everybody knows like, the Simpsons. Yeah, but I think I just know that from pop culture references. But like even then, I barely remember anything about that movie. But go ahead, who's Vic Murrow? Well, Vic Murrow was, remember the other coach in Bad News Bears? The Yankees coach? Bad news, but it's the, the original. One? The original. Never seen the original. What? Uh, is it? It's the same as the, the new one, right? Oh, dude, we're watching that. It's but is it the same story? You need to watch the old one. You don't need to watch anything. There's like two or three other ones after that that you don't need to watch. Uh-huh. But you need to watch the original. You know, people told me the same thing about True Grit, but I don't like the original more. Well, I like than the, the new one. I like the, the new, new one so much better. Coen yeah. Brothers. That's why. Oh, that's probably why I like Colin it. Colin Brothers, greater, to me, is greater than John Wayne. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get shot later, but sure, whatever. Anyway, uh, hey. we're talking about trading places. Trading um, places. So, um, let's, let's kind of go over the movie. So, the movie so is exactly the that. The director murdered people? Oh, are we going to go back? Did he threaten them? He goes, like, look here, I killed those kids. I'll kill you, too. I need, no, I need chuckles an, from you. Fox. It was an accident. And it was a helicopter accident. Yeah. And yeah, no, I know all about it. A helicopter accident, and um, it decapitated them. I know, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and they actually, I, I thought they were actually like on because it was at that time when they had a lot of money. I thought they were like on set. Apparently, there's some place in Malibu, and that's where they filmed. So they were oh. up in Malibu and they filmed it. Oh, those poor parents, dude. Okay. Yeah. So, enough about that morbid shit. More about Chuckles. <laughs> Let's carry on. Chuckles the murderous clown? <laughs> oh, no. uh, the best part, I don't know if it's best, but it just made me laugh so hard, is when Dan Aykroyd is he's getting the, the checks signed for all the stuff, for the wages or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, he's on the way out, and then, like, that's after you see Eddie Murphy, like, Right. His, yeah. yeah, where he's like legless on the streets with a skateboard and asking for money. Oh, oh. codename Agent Orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like so after he gets all whatever, the cops tell him to get out of there. And I like, can walk again. Yeah, he's like, oh look, I can walk again. <laughs> but as he's walking away, he bumps into Winthorpe coming out of the building. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd's like, take my money, take everything. Like, he's like panicking. The the fact that like you know like they arrest him and they take him away, and the two older men, uh, the Duke brothers, Randy and. Mortimer, right? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like, he goes, I'm so glad you're safe, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's a Negro. He's probably stealing, he's probably been stealing since he's been crawling. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, those little <laughs> brothers are fucked up. Yeah. The whole movie. And that's not the worst thing they say, because they say something way worse. Or oh, later. later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I was they, like, yeah. oh my God. Like, and then, whoo. And then the blackface at the very end of the movie. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah. But it was a funny bit, the fact that, like... Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, like... It was, was that Was that was it Silver Streak with Richard Pryor? Yeah. And Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder goes in blackface at one point, too. Like, yeah, you know what? There's a lot of blackface where I... I don't think 
they were doing it to be... <laughs> well, let's talk about blackface. So, um, most of it was to put down, like, blacks, right? That's I, what it was. I believe so. Yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, old movie skits where they referred to blackface, and it's always, like, very, like, mammy, very kind of, like... That was, yeah. Dumb, I think, bumpkin yeah. type of a thing. But, like, this was just, like, a disguised ruse. But I, I'm always kind of, like, I don't know where I stand with blackface, because, like, so, people get away with it, and it's funny, and then other people, people don't. People haven't been able to get away with it for, like, I think... No. I, for a long... I'll the, checkmate okay. you right now. Checkmate me. Let's hear it. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mac just is up as, uh, what's his face from Die Hard? Oh no, from Lethal Weapon. From Lethal Weapon. And he's in the shower seat. And it's literally just his head that's black. The rest of his body is just all white. And the makeup is melting all over him. But I think that was the joke is that he was kind of doing it horribly. Yeah. Like, well, you, that's know, the you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, he's... Because Robert it's, Downey Jr. was also black. That, I think, is the last time... And he didn't even get away with it 100%. I mean, he got away... He did, but he didn't. Like, he didn't... He got shit about it, but it didn't really hurt him. More than more than him drink, him, him drinking and drugs uh-huh. affected him way more than that ever did. Really? Because I, I kind of did a quick Google search. I didn't find anything, like, bad about it. It was, well, but it not, was, it was, it was a weird because they, they kind of, they did it kind of smart. Yeah. They did it where it was like, like he says, I'm a guy, I'm a dude playing a dude who thinks he's another dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's, you know, yeah, that's, I guess so. I, I mean, it, that but one, this one, this one at first, like at first glance, I really thought, oh, who's this black guy? And I'm like, oh god, <laughs> oh. Who's, who's this black guy? And I know, oh, oh, oh. Oh, but it's uh yeah it was but you know what I think even in this like the makeup was bad it was bad around the eyes so if it's these... not, so if it's bad blackface does that make it any less offensive then I don't know I don't I don't know I'm not black so I can't say yes or no but I'm gonna say no yeah you know I mean? I'm, I'm gonna say no also I'm just I was listening to what you were gonna fucking say yeah like because it's not like if they were playing, if they had blackface and then were but making fun of themselves, then I would have a problem. But he comes in all reg- reggae, man. Yeah, and then like then him and Eddie like started like you know like conversing back and forth, and like you know what? Even then, like Eddie Murphy was a big dude. I'm sure he would have like said, "Hey, fucker, you're crossing the line." You know what I mean. True. But also I mean, for his, but he was he was also for okay. the sake of he comedy. Was, he like, was he rising. Like, I don't think he was fucking Eddie Murphy at that point. He was rising. Yeah, but he's also been on SNL. You know what I mean, so he he was somebody. Then saying that would be like saying, oh, uh, Kate McKinnon could get her way in a movie because she wanted to. Depending on the, you know what I mean. Depending on Dan Aykroyd at that point is a much bigger star. There's much bigger people on that movie. Dan and, Aykroyd. First off, how thin was he? Oh, dude. How thin was he? I was pretty shocked. I'm like, okay, cool. Also, I don't know this about all Dan Aykroyd movies. I don't even know how many movies he has. Oh, he has a good number. But, uh, but there's a bunch you probably haven't seen also. Does, I, yeah, the Cash Trip. I haven't seen it. But does he constantly get, like, blowjob jokes in every movie that he's in? Because there's uh, one in Ghostbusters and there's one in this one. That's right. Is that his shtick? Is that his, I don't like, know if that's the case, but he makes a big dick joke in 51st States also. But it's the one that Adam uh, Sandler, and that's kind of the joke, is Adam Sandler, that's his joke. And then and the joke in that movie is that he beats him to that joke. 
Huh, interesting. Now, kind of, if I ever watch any more movies of him, I'll like, I'll keep a lookout for that because Coneheads. Like, I mean, is there a big, is there a, a big dick joke in Coneheads or a blowjob joke in Coneheads? I think so, dude. There's a um, there's that that joke where he's chewing the condom like it's bubble gum. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you feel like there's like a dick-related joke in every... I think so. Do you think he's got like a phallic joke in every movie? I think he's like obsessed with dick. Who knows? Um, Who knows? But I'm going to keep an eye out for it. Um, One of my favorite lines in this movie is, Is there a lawyer in the house? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like how this movie progressed with Eddie Murphy. You know, the sheer fact that like, he's a loudmouth idiot in the the jail. And like, you know, there's like talking shit on people. It's like, ah, like... He goes like this with this move right here, like Bruce Lee talking this move, like and like he's just kind of scaring everybody. And then they got the two big black guys in the corner, like talking shit on him. And then I love movies that like use the term "jive turkey" and try to mean it. Mm-hmm. And so like this would make me giggle when that happened. But then like after uh, that happened, they picked him up and he got bailed out. I was like, okay, cool. Like we'll see how this goes. Next time you see that interaction between those two dudes, because they're, they're at the bar later on when yeah. he's now, like, a multimillionaire, and, like, that loudmouth Eddie Murphy has now died away. You know it's kind of slowly. Well, because, like, it, it's kind of like a, like, as things are going okay, he has nothing to yell about. Oh, okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, that's probably what it was. Um, did you notice who was who was the cop that booked him when he got into the police station? No. It's Frank Oz. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know who I noticed was in this? And it blew my mind, because I recognized the voice until um, I saw the face. What's his face from Indiana Jones? Oh, oh no. First off, yeah, Marcus Brody. Not that. I didn't recognize him until the very end when he's wearing his casual clothes. Oh. Um, and that's well, I was like, oh, it's Marcus! No, uh, was it the, the, the principal from The Breakfast Club? No, was he in this too? I didn't he's see the guy him. that keeps fucking with him the whole time. The one that gets put in the ape suit at the end. No. Oh, oh, yeah, it is. Oh, Lisa, yeah. Okay, so, speaking of the ape suit, no. Jim Belushi. Oh, yeah, Jim Belushi pops up in there. At the, yeah, he's, yeah. He's the gorilla of the, the ape suit the entire time. Well, did and you then, see who the other two guys, the two dumb guys that were loading the train, who that was? No. I, it was Al Franken. The, the... Al the, Franken and Tom Davis. But the... Al Franken before he the was... The workers, right, for the train? Yeah. Okay. Because they were big on... They did a lot of writing on Saturday Night Live. Dude, like, everybody's in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this fucking movie. Because as soon as, like, Jim Belushi started talking, I'm like, I recognize that voice. And all you see is the eyes and whatever. Yeah. And then, like, once the... He... Takes he, off the mask. Takes off the mask and goes, Hey! Look what happened to me! I'm like, oh, shit, that's Jim Belushi. We haven't even talked about Ophelia yet. Ophelia. Okay. I did not know who she was till she took off the wig. Oh, really? Yeah, so the entire time they have that whole interaction and, like, the whatever. Because, like, she has, like, a very New York-y, like, like, street attitude. But the moment, like, she started to, like, slow down her speech and she was kind of, like, talking to Winthorpe and she went to the apartment and she took off her wig. I'm like, oh, Jimmy Lee Curtis! And then she took off her tops and, like, and there's your boobs! Like, <laughs> I was like, but, yeah, it blew me away that it was her. Like, if she did such a great job in the beginning that, like, I just spot her as, like, this, like, this character. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's pretty solid in everything. I think so, too. Uh, Fish called Wanda. She's fucking great. Uh, yes. So, um, I was going to say, there was another weird thing with accents, too, where I wasn't sure where Dan Aykroyd was trying to have, like, a aristocratic accent at all, but, like, he said when him and his girlfriend, his fiance in the beginning of the movie, where she's, like, he's talking about, like, 
I can't believe you saved, uh, or you stopped some robbers. And he goes, I gave him a thrashing or whatever yeah. the fuck he says. And she goes, and then, like, the butler's there, like, making the food or making the desserts. And she goes, I want you now. And then he's like, <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay, we're going to have our drinks in the living room. And then the, they take off. But, like, they were talking fine normally, but then once you're in the living room, then it's, like, a very, like, Mr. Howell, like, kind yeah. of speech. Like, it was, like, a weird, like, I don't know what you're doing. So they essentially trade places. He goes, you know, Dan Aykroyd gets busted for, what was it that he, that he said he stole? Three $50 bills that were marked. And so they, they, they bust him, and he goes to jail, and then he gets out, and his fiance is going to leave him, and he loses everything, and Eddie Murphy has all this shit. Yeah, and then I like how like the Duke brothers are like, uh, should we make the the bet that we could switch the regular the regular the usual wager? Yeah, it, yeah, that'll... but they plan it all out. Like they were just like, okay, cool, you're gonna like kick him out, he's gonna back, don't let him back in, and because the butler was like 100 percent like in on it, yeah, in on it, and was like, and the fact that they kind of mentioned they've done this before, so I was like, holy shit, these people, these rich fucks just have, like to fuck around with people's lives. When uh, Dan Aykroyd gets to Jamie Lee Curtis's apartment. Mm-hmm. There's a poster in the background in her room. Did you notice it? No, I did not. The poster says, see you next Wednesday. Uh, wait. Do, do you know what that is? No. That's a running gag in John Landis movies. And you've seen it a bunch of... It's, see it's, you next Wednesday? See you next Wednesday. It's popped up a bunch of times and things. It's the name of the feel-around movie in Kentucky Fried Movie. There's a big billboard of it in the Blues Brothers, and I think a car probably goes through it. I'm like 80% sure. I think a car goes through fucking everything in that movie. I'm going to have to, next time I watch any of those movies, I'm going to Remember the porno movie that David watches in American Werewolf in London? Yes. See you next Wednesday. Oh. Um, it is spoken by a cop in the thriller short movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, said by a German soldier in German in the Twilight Zone movie. But yeah, it's, it's a running gag in all of... John Landis's film things, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's parts of this movie that what I kind of like. What didn't you like? Okay, let's do that. What didn't you like? Like, what were I you? I don't know exactly what it was. The music. The music. And this was like a bit. It was too heavy on the classical, which I don't mind, but it was like over the top, and I felt like that was kind of getting annoying. I once the movie picked up for me, it was right after they did the switch, and at that point, I was like, okay. So that first part of the movie, I give two shits about it. Two shits about how uppity Dan Aykroyd was. With him. he gets up, they take him to get shaved, and he sits down, and they shave wow. him. And like as you read the newspaper, and then he makes a comment like, "Oh, like fucking bacon's gonna go up," because he says it in the beginning. It has word of mouth, so everybody starts talking about bacon, and then like at the end of the business day, the stock of bacon goes up. You know what I mean? But it's like he kind of self caused it. You know what I mean? But it's also just setting up the whole movie. Yeah. But after, like, the whole thing, I was kind of cool with it. The moment where I realized, oh, this is not, like, a cheap shot comedy. It's actually going to go for, like, good, like, storyline is when Eddie Murphy had that party in his house. And, then, <laughs> and there was more more boobs in that party. Who's putting the cools out on my floor? Who's putting the cools out on my floor? Everybody, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Have you monsters not heard of coasters? Coasters. And like... <laughs> Eddie Murphy has a great way of yelling and sounding sincere about stuff at the same time. Because yeah. he's, like, annoyed and, like, he's yelling at people to get the fuck out. But at the same time, it's just, like, he's done with it. Because, like, he realizes, like, yeah, these people are just fucking losers that are just taking advantage of him. And he's just done with it. So he's psh, out the door. Oh, you know what's a great bit, too? Is the part where Eddie Murphy is talking to the Duke brothers and he's, like, 
uh, he goes like, yeah, this whole house is yours. Whatever you want to do. He goes, you mean these cigars right oh, here? Yeah. <laughs> he said, he's thinking all the cigars and pies. <laughs> this is Ray Valentine's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. He goes, oh, technically we insured it for 50000 So you just made us a profit. He goes, share make more things? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then I like how he's like, this TV is mine, the stereos too? Like, okay, cool. And like, it's just that whole like, where he's like slowly kind of getting the idea that like, yeah, like everything is his. But he's, Eddie Murphy's super funny. He's yeah. super funny. That's why, I, that's, I don't, like, we were watching, I, I was watching the comedian Carlos getting coffee with Eddie uh-huh. and Murphy the other day. And uh, this is the only thing my children have seen Eddie Murphy in, and so this is what Johnny says as he comes out. Oh, hey! Daddy Daycare! Oh! Daddy Daycare! Daddy Daycare! Dad! Dad! It's Daddy Daycare! Yeah, John. I know, but that's his, I, I can't tell my, he'll be eight tomorrow. I can't tell my eight-year-old that this is the that's the worst Eddie Murphy movie next to Pluto Nash. <laughs> you know, I watched Pluto Nash. It's pretty bad, but it's not it's, it's not unwatchable. It's just not a great movie. You know what? I didn't see any of the clumps. Really? The night, like the Nutty Professor or I? You know, I probably didn't see all the Nutty Professor. We could probably do the remake on this because I've not seen all of that. <gasps> We should. It's good. Oh, shit. I think it's good. Um, oh, funny he, thing, too, is that Eddie Murphy is called Valentine in this movie. Okay. And in The Nerdy Professor, his thin version is called Valentine. Yeah, but that... No, no it was Buddy Love. Buddy was, Love, that's what it was. Because um, that's... No, that's exactly taken from... The, you know that's a remake, right? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Hold on, where is he called? I'm still stuck on Valentine. Is the professor called Valentine? No, Buddy Love is the cool version. No, it's of Clump. The, it's Clump is the professor. Yeah, but I'm sorry, you don't know this is a that's a remake. No, I do know it's a remake. Okay, I was about um, to fucking I'm say. I'm not sure if I've do, seen it or not. I'm surprised you haven't, considering you told me you liked this person a lot. Who was in the original? Paul Newman. Uh, Jerry Lewis is the original Nutty Professor. Oh, you that is true. He is the... Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. My other note on here mm-hmm. is, I don't know what part of the movie it's from, but Eddie Murphy says, Motherfucker? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Another note I have on my thing is boobs. So, okay, so at the end, they, they team up. How they find out is pretty dope, too, because, like, Winthrop, he finds out, oh, I could go back frame him and then like get him yeah. fired and whatever because he stood he feels like he just stole his life and then so dan Aykroyd shows up in the santa outfit oh, right. christmas outfit with like a bag full of like you know stuff gets into his office dumps all these drugs into like <laughs> yes, his <right>. <laughs> and then like but eddie murphy catches him right away because eddie murphy wants to get to work and kind of like eddie murphy's like no he goes these people are all cri- they're all criminals you can't give them an inch look at him he's like and then like the two brothers were like Aren't you being harsh? He goes, no, no, no. You give these people an inch, and then like they'll step all over you. Uh, but he's poor. And he goes, and Eddie Murphy's like, poor, poor enough to buy drugs. Look at all these drugs. And he's pulling them all out. Yeah. And then like he goes and starts dumping them away, and they kind of leave him alone. But then Eddie Murphy pulls the joint out, puts it in his pocket, and just walks away. <laughs> so, but that's where they find out like that they're they're that, yeah everybody. because Eddie Murphy goes to the bathroom to smoke the joint. Uh, then people come in, and it's the Duke brothers talking about the bet, how they lost the bet. That like they can bring somebody from like the ground up and like and do it and do it. And we're so, gonna fire him. And, and then they find out it's a dollar. It was the bet to ruin someone's life and to bring someone else's life up. 
They drop uh, a hard end, and I think they, they drop, drop a hard end, and yeah. they're like, they're like, uh, he goes, "Well, do you want to fire him now, or do you want to wait till the end of the new year when, after we do this secret deal that we're doing?" Yeah. He goes, "Well, wait till the new year. Why rock the boat?" And he goes, "Like, well, wouldn't our grandfather not like, uh, you know?" And, yeah. Yeah, uh, a black guy as a to run our company, and he goes, "I will never let it." And then he drops the end, and we're right there, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, I think it's more abrasive to see. Two old white men say it so nonchalantly. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. dude. Because I could, in what's that movie, Blazing Saddles? They drop it like crazy. Yeah. And like with that, it's like it's not. At first, it's shocking when you hear it at first, but it's, it's kind of like the whole movie. You know what I mean? But with this, it's just so just, just straight racism from like the moment they said it. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. Maybe that's the reason why I don't like it. Because I don't like racism for us. They figured out that the guy that ruined their lives was like this bad guy or whatever that they hired. That's the... That's Dan Aykroyd was talking about like, oh, who's this guy in our, that we're paying? He goes, don't worry about it. I'll handle it. Because they were kind of like hiding that issue towards the very end. And you realize it's like this muscle man that's like doing this dirty work. Because he's trying to get like... What was it? It was like a report about orange growth. Because they had a cold winter and if it was going to affect whatever. And yeah. Make money on it. Prior to all that, like it was like the scheme that they had that I loved, where it was like Eddie Murphy is like an African guy with like a, just a whip where he's just like whipping flies that aren't on him, like yeah, <laughs> and he's like had this like really bad African accent, and then he's just like talking to like he gets into the cart with that guy with the report because they're gonna swap the reports, and then like after that the butler comes in, but he's dressed up as an Irish priest, and he makes a joke about like you know whiskey. He goes, "Oh no, father, I shouldn't be drinking." He goes, "Ah." I feel like it's like religion. Just a little bit here and there. A little, it makes like a little like a Catholic joke. And yeah. I'm like, hey, you're just like a priest and you're making like religious jokes. Jamie Lee Curtis comes in. As the as, German girl. As the German girl, but she's Swedish. And she's yeah. like, go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. And then like, they, and then uh, that's when Dan Aykroyd comes in with the black face. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, you guys are fucking chuckle fucks. The guy ends up like, is willing to kill them right then and there. And you're yeah. like, oh shit, like this is crazy. They go into the thing. There's a gorilla for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. the, 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 the back guy was yelling at the gorilla and was like pushing like Jim away. Jim Belushi comes in, he gets knocked out. Yeah, and then the gorilla gets mad because he knocked out a gorilla, so the gorilla knocks that guy out. Everybody's fine like feeding this guy just with his gorilla in the gorilla suit. I'm like, Harambe, dude, <laughs> <laughs> Harambe. And then like, but like, what was so dirty was <laughs> the fact that Harambe got like fucking butt raped. Like, for sure in that thing. Because at the end of the movie, too, they're like, here's the gorilla. Oh, there's two gorillas. He goes, yeah, but look how much they're in love. Like, let yeah. them have their thing. I'm like, dude, this guy got raped. Oh, you know what? There's a bunch of rape jokes in this, too. Because Dan Aykroyd, Winthorpe, when he's in jail for, like, you know, Robin or whatever, and he comes out of the jail and his his uh, fiance is there to, like, you know, take him back, he's got the black eye and he was talking about how because they were trying to rape him in jail. He goes, they had me bent over on this, like, you know, this bench. And you're like, oh, shit, was he raped in jail? But that was, like, every, anytime someone went to jail, that, that there was, Oh, no, like, no, no, for sure, joke, for sure. Like, no, because rape in jail is always funny. Isn't that why Oz um, is so funny? It's, it's, it's a comedy, right? Oz is not a comedy, from what I've been told. Oh, my bad. That, <laughs> Maybe with the Dorothys. I know, I feel like we're jumping around on this movie. But this movie is like such a... like. It's a weird movie. It's a weird movie. There's like weird scenes. And again, this is, it kind of seems like, like I was saying with um, like 
with Vacation and um, Caddyshack were... Like vignettes? Whereas vignettes. Yeah. Like a lot of 80s comedies were like that. I mean, yeah. even Animal House is kind of like that, too. Yeah, for I mean, sure. There's a part where... Was it that part where they take the girls out, Brody, to the bar? Like, that kind of ends, and that oh, kind of yeah. ends at a part. I've... So they the go... Twin Towers. Twin Towers. Which is a trip to see. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, to, like... Because the taxi drives you right off. And like then, right in the front. Right in the front, and then it's, you pan up, and you see the two towers, and it's like, fuck. Because I'm on my only image in my mind, because, like, it's been replaced, like... Because I've seen it in movies and stuff like that, but now it's literally... It used to be The Simpsons, and now it's literally all I see is just, like, the building's collapsing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I see the woman with, like, the soot all over her face. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, you know what I mean? That's, that's the visual now whenever I see the towers. So it's just so weird to, like... Yeah. In its heyday, it's standing there. But that was post the explosion that happened in 9-11, right? I mean, post the Because there was... There there was, was a, I thought that was, like, 92, though. The I thought it was, like, in the 70s. Was there two World Trade Center bombings? Yeah, there was one in the 70s. Look it up. Oh, yeah, you're right. 1993. Yeah, that was 93. Oh, so this is pre... I'll cut this, part out, this is pre... So they're there. They're at the Trade Center. They're gonna, they're gonna go. They got their plan, and they start buying and buying and buying. They're selling. They're selling because the Duke brothers had the bad report saying that they should buy. Yeah, and then, and then they were selling and selling for you, oh, for you, mm-hmm. and for you. <laughs> and of all that, like the report releases is released to the public, and then like they realize like there's plenty of oranges, like you know, so there won't be any like in like whatever mm-hmm. so the Winthrop brothers are freaking out because like now they're losing millions of dollars like instantly like through all these stupid trades because even they said it doesn't matter how high it gets always keep buying and then so like you know they're trying to yell at their like floor man to like to sell instead but they don't get it in time and they lose all their money but I like that look between the two of them where like they kind of look at like Dan Aykroyd and like Eddie Murphy and he goes, oh, like, well, well, like, how much money? We made out pretty well. How do you guys do? He goes, you, you do this to us? How dare you? Blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, like, oh, by the way, here's that money for the bet that I owe you. One dollar to destroy two white men's lives. And then, yeah. like, the, the other guy has, like, a heart attack because after they tell him, like, because they have to pay out yeah. immediately and they, they don't have the money for it. And so they decide to sell their, their seats for the, the stock exchange. And he goes, we've had tickets, we've had seats in here since the day, we own this place. And then the one guy has a heart attack, and he goes, oh my god, your brother has this heart, to hell with him. Like, it's, it was good to see, like, like, brothers, like, arguing at old age. They just seem like business partners up until the very end, where they started, like, turning on each other. Well, they, they were, like, very, like, brotherly, like. You remember there's a cameo of them in Coming to America, right? There's a Duke Brothers cameo. The Duke Brothers? No. Yeah. Where? No, they were bummed on the street. <gasps> really? Yeah. Okay, then, dude, that was right outside the McDougal's. Yeah. When, like, he's, like, wiping the thing, they're, like, on the corner. Oh, my God, that's them? Hey, so, speaking of Eddie Murphy, he is, is he still married? Or did that whole, like, uh, I don't want to say a word that's insensitive. That did that whole tranny situation fix itself, or did that like still <laughs> not work out? Did that whole car part work out for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, I don't he, even know the word. You would have found out for us that you can't say the word transvestite without offending people. I thought that was 
like the appropriate term. The appropriate term, but turns out it's not. Is it the whole? It's transgendered now, right? It's transgendered, and so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Or even just you were saying, or no, just trans. Because you actually saw when you saw Eddie Izzard, yeah, he was referring. But when you read his book, he was doing the same thing. Yeah, so I read I read a little bit of his book, and he was doing the same thing. He's like, I it was transvestite then, and it's called transgender now. But yeah. yeah, I believe the term, like the umbrella term, if you don't know anything, mm-hmm. is trans. Mm-hmm. It, I, you keep this in if you want. I don't give a shit. But the, I ordered food, and I was gobsmacked because I didn't know what to say because because you say sir or ma'am or miss I or, say it all the time and yeah. it's uh, and like I'm just we work in a corporate office and I'm going to refer to people appropriately and I don't even know whether this trans person was like a boy becoming a girl or a girl becoming a boy because it was right in the transitional phase and like I thank you okay oh and it was like I'm like because I was gonna say oh thank you sir I'm like thank you miss like but like because I, I never call anybody ma'am because I always I got yelled at so everybody's like uh, miss well I, I've got a joke and something that I wrote. but dude like I felt suit like but the thing I felt awkward after that I'm like uh wow social norms have become very difficult anyway um they bankrupt the Duke brothers and they get their revenge hey second question um, did we... Eddie Murphy okay. fix that whole trans situation, or <laughs> I? <laughs> I think he fixed it just as much as Hugh Grant has fixed his. Hugh woman. Grant did the same thing. <laughs> he didn't get a trans hooker; he just got a hooker. But it also has one of my favorite end- lines for ending a movie. Looking good, Billy Ray. Oh yeah, yeah. And then that's where Eddie Murphy is like. Sitting down, right? Like he's feeling like, good. Yeah. But he's like laying down in like that chair, right? Yeah. And he's just like at this smug little attitude. Yeah. Dinner. <laughs> he's just sipping on champagne. Overall, I liked it. The only thing that kind of like I was like, eh, I wish it didn't end in that way, even though it was played out to be that way. Yeah. Is that like it had that whole pretty woman thing, where mm. like the whore falls in love with the rich man, and then like they end up being together at the end. Well, to me, it's, like, I get, like, the moment where, like, wow, they're developing a relationship. But, like, Jamie Lee Curtis literally was just, like, I feel bad for you. Let me take you home. And then Nightingale, you know, what's his face? Nightingale, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Right. Because, like, he goes, oh, I'm just caring for my investment. But you can always obviously tell she likes him. Next thing you know, together. I like... So what? Yeah. I don't know. But... Overall, I thought it was great. I kind of wish there was more Jamie Lee Curtis in this whole movie. Yeah, she's, it's actually one of my favorite Jamie Lee Curtis roles. Because she was topless? No, Jamie, because she's funny. Yeah. Yeah, she was she's, funny. She's got range. But the, what was a great She's got scene. range. Like, seriously, yeah, no, she's she got does. range. She's really great. Because, like, I didn't recognize her in the beginning when she was, like, that hooker getting released All from the... Up. Yeah. And then when she, like, made out with the guy, I was like, I'm sorry, like, your friend said it'd be a joke and you'd be, you'd be into it. Like, that whole thing was, like... Really great, and then she fakes gives him a blowjob like in the middle of the street, and then like and like, but like Dan Aykroyd just kind of lets it happen as his fiance's right there. And the best part, I thought, was after Dan Aykroyd gets like kicked out, mm-hmm. like you know wearing the Santa outfit at the Christmas party after like yeah like get out of here, and he fucking leaves all just just kind of pissed off after pulling out the gun with everybody, and he just runs away. Eddie Murphy finds out like. Oh, these fucking white devils are trying to fucking like bring me fucking people's lives. So he decides to go team up with Winthorpe, and he runs out to him. He runs into the hall, and he just sees like this long hallway, and then like 
Dan Aykroyd's just walking, like, on the far side. And he goes, Winthor! Winthor! And then, like, Dan turns around, and he goes, and just growls like a troll. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking walks away. I was like, what the fuck? And then, like, he goes outside, and then, like, Eddie Murphy's like, oh, he, he runs to the first stand he sees, and just kind of, like, tugs on his beard, turns out it's the wrong guy. And then, yeah. like, Dan Aykroyd jumps on a, on a bus, and he, like, takes off. But that's even hilarious, because, like, it's, like, the bad Santa. He, like, he's just all gross and grimy. There's then, a, I almost bought a pop figure of that to have up in my house. Oh, really? Oh, I fucking loved it. Because, like, the thing is, like, Dan Aykroyd has, like, a slice of ham. Like, a giant slice of ham yeah, underneath his beard. Yeah. And then he, like, pulls it out and starts gnawing well, on it. Because he's eating all that food and he leaves it all over his beard and shit. Yeah, he's just gnawing on it. And this, like, mother and daughter are, like, horrified just staring at him. Like, it was so funny. And then he gets out of the thing, out of the bus, and he's just standing there. And then, like... It starts to rain, or before it starts to rain, he's just kind of standing there. Just oh, kind of he starts to shoot himself. And then he's about to shoot himself because he bought that gun. And then, like, he clicks. Or before he shoots himself, the dog comes up and pisses on his leg. Yeah. And then he just stands there, letting it happen, and walks away. He gets the gun, puts it to his head. He pulls the trigger. Nothing happens. And he goes, like, and he just throws the gun. And then, bam, it goes off. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was probably my favorite. My right. whole little bit in the movie just... You can't get any worse than this, and then the fucking gun doesn't work, and then like, but that took a little dark turn too. As I watching, you're like, oh my shit, is he gonna kill himself right now? But yeah, there's some dark places in this movie. But yeah, like overall, dude, like, I don't hate this movie. I don't really love this movie, but it's I like it. And you know, what? And like especially like during Christmas time, I probably be watching it as I'm wrapping gifts. So, Forrest, next week I have one of my favorite movies that I've seen recently, and I'm going to get you to watch it, because I fucking love it. Is it Cooties again? Because it better not be Cooties again. Uh, Well, first off, Cooties is a great movie. How dare you? But no, this is a Japanese movie called Blade of the Immortal, and it is bloody and fun and awesome. All right, we'll see. (laughs) Cool. Well, that's going to do it for the episode this week. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at our Instagram at yhblankthat. Or you can email us at yhblankthat at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.